Welcome everybody to the Big News in the Trenches podcast. Uh, Tug got too focused watching Monday Night Football to put me in as the music stopped, but we were close enough. So I, I still haven't figured that out. This is not the first time I've mixed that up. <laughs> no, the Titans and Bills are playing really well right now. Actually, both teams look pretty good, uh, which we could not say last week. So. Could not even say yesterday. A lot of the teams looked like trash. At everybody some point in the game, like trash at some times, and then at other times, everybody looks amazing. And then at other times, you're watching Ohio State or Georgia or Alabama, and you realize, oh my gosh, they're really good. Um, but that's that's reserved that, for Saturdays. This is, uh, <laughs> this is, is, a is that what is that what Akron or whoever you guys played this week learned? Uh, Toledo, that's ah, close okay. enough. I had an Ohio school. I had an Ohio school. Toledo and Akron are very far apart. Thank you very much. They're in the same state. Okay, all because you're from Rhode Island and don't know what that (laughs) means. Doesn't mean you get to call Akron and Toledo the same thing. (laughs) Akron lost to Tennessee, by the way. Very different. Very different result. Uh, But yeah, we have plenty of games to review this week. Uh, Also, talk about some players that we wanted to highlight. And... I think all we can do is get right on into it with the NFL. What do you got, Tug? All right, man. Yeah, let's let's jump right on into it. It's about time this lawsuit came down. Uh, I was expecting it. I'm surprised it took two years. Uh, but Tarod Taylor is now has officially filed a lawsuit against the Chargers doctor that punctured his lung back in 2020. Uh, he's seeking seeking five million. Like I said, the only thing that surprised me about this is that he waited two years for it. Um, I guess he was waiting to see how much he could claim in monetary losses, which $5 million is on the low end of that. So this this should be an open and shut lawsuit here, a classic malpractice lawsuit. So the doctor's probably not going to pay anything because they have malpractice right. insurance for that. But honestly, good on him for finally bringing this one to court. There are all sorts of things that could delay a lawsuit like this. I don't think it's anything. I don't think it's his fault or anything that it's taken this long. Yeah. It's just the course of our legal system. Well, but, also, yeah. th- this is him him just initially filing it. So this isn't anything else. This would be the first step. So this could still be going on for another it's two years. not the first step. Filing a lawsuit also takes a lot of time to prepare. So he's probably waiting to see if there are any long-term effects from this. Yeah. If he could ever play again, which he has already. So... There, there are a lot of things that went into this decision. I'm, I'm just glad that he's going to get something out of this because he definitely will. No, nah, absolutely. Uh, apparently, Sunday afternoon is also fight night in the NFL. Um, Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore have decided to go at it for round four. Uh, for the fourth time in three seasons, both players were ejected for uh, throwing punches at each other. <laughs> love it. This is I a rivalry. Kind of and legitimately love it, yes. <laughs> and this is actually like a player on player rivalry because every time Mike Evan matches up against Marshawn Lattimore, he does not have a good game and it frustrates him and you can see it. Now <laughs> this time Mike Evans claims he was defending Tom Brady, uh, who was also throwing a hissy fit like a little child out there uh, because he was struggling to score again. But this time the NFL has said, we have had enough. And no, they have not scheduled 
the Mike Evans Marshawn Lattimore uh, UFC match that is not on tap just yet. We're all waiting for it though. Uh, but Mike Evans is sitting out this week. Can you imagine a UFC event in Atlanta? <laughs> Just straight up go at it. Dude, that's Mike what I'm Evans saying. Just let them get more. it out. They clearly want to go at it. Just let them get it out. I would love that so much. And they both suck at fighting. So it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then our final news. Um, this really is horrendous news. Uh, Trey Lance is out for the season, fractured his ankle, required surgery to uh, repair it. Uh, if you're looking as a 49ers fan and you're looking for some some light at the end of the tunnel, Jimmy G is back. He's on a favorable contract right now for the 49ers, and he looked damn good yesterday. Jimmy Jesus. I just I feel bad for Trey Lance because this is going to severely change his game for what he usually does on the field. Uh, this will I mean, it could. him down. It could. It might not. We have no idea. Depends on the guy. Depends on the injury. Depends on all kinds of crazy things. We'll say it looks very good that they brought Jimmy G back right now. Right. Uh, everybody everybody kind of clowned him for that. But who else would they have at this point? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Colin Kaepernick goes back. Is it Nick Mullins on their team still? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. They, Pro- I can probably you- not. Honestly, I can tell you he's they, probably on a different team now. I can tell you they don't have CJ Beathard. He he is on a different team. You could pronounce that correctly if you felt like it. That is so good. much. That is so much less fun. But you it's, know what? But you know so what is better. fun, Doug? You know what, what also is fun? Watching NFL teams come back from the grave to win their games. All right. Before you talk about the Dolphins, because I know you. That's like all I wasn't going to go into the life. Dolphins first. Uh, I just want to throw out there. This is hilarious. Um, So the Browns blew a 13-point lead with a minute 22 remaining in the game. Uh, The last time an NFL team did that was the Cleveland Browns in Week 9, 2001, against the Bears. (laughs) They, oh my God, dude. The, The Browns will brown. There is no other term for that. But yeah, as you said it, the Jets came back. It was 30 to 17 with 122 remaining. And when's the last time Joe Flacco didn't look good in Cleveland? I mean, I don't yeah, care fair. who your starting quarterback is. If you have Joe Flacco on the team, third string, whatever, start him. When you go to Cleveland, he will win you that game. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's, again, it was insane. They scored a quick touchdown with 122 remaining. They turn around. They get the onside kick. All Cleveland needed to do was to grab that football, but it looked like their hands team was allergic to the football. They were running away from it. Even better than that, if Nick Chubb just went down instead of scoring that third touchdown, they would have won already anyway. Look, look, I, I have him on fantasy. I'm not upset about him scoring that third touchdown. I mean, that's one but- of the reasons the fantasy football is toxic. You, you you also <laughs> bring to light uh what was it the Brandon Bolden back in the day for the Patriots who ran to the goal line and just sat down and everyone right. gave him shit for it but it did what it needed to do he sealed right. the win yep right the win is always more important than getting your third touchdown of the game facts always always 
Um, moving on, I am going to talk about the Dolphins here, who looked like utter garbage for three quarters of football. Uh, they and opened... then the Ravens looked like utter garbage for one quarter of football. The, and that was the worst part. Is the Ravens <laughs> didn't even look bad. But let me let me tell you some of the things that happened in this game. Uh, Baltimore starts off with a kick return touchdown, 103 yards. Uh, da- uh, Daryl Duvernay, Darnell, Devin, Devin Duvernay, uh, 103 yards to the house for six. Hey, I knew it was Darnell Duvernay. Duvernay. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. <laughs> they get a pick from Tua. Texas legend, Devin Duvernay. Yeah. They they pick off Tua. They drive to the goal line. Miami gets a goal line stop. Still seven nothing, Baltimore. Um, next drive that the Baltimore Ravens have, seventy five yard touchdown to Rashad Bateman because why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. After that, Miami's driving again. They end up. This wasn't their next pick, but get near the end of the half, they're making a drive. They throw it. Tua throws another bad pick. And Baltimore comes back and scores another touchdown. 21-7. Uh, I'm sorry. No, that was just a standard touchdown to Mark Andrews. They ended up going to half 28-7. Third quarter, Lamar Jackson takes one to the house on a 79-yard touchdown run. Miami throws a touchdown to Mike Gusecki. Either way, end of the third quarter with 35-14 Baltimore. And then Tua decided, you know who I'm going to use? Jalen Waddell. And Tyreek Hill. And we're going to see what happens with this. Sure enough, two deep bombs to Tyreek Hill later. Uh, a strike to River Craycraft. Tie game, 35-35. Baltimore turns around, gets a field goal, and then Miami drives down the field one more time with 2.18 remaining. Scores with 14 seconds left on a touchdown to Jalen Waddle. That's 28 that, points in the fourth quarter. That was such a thorough description of the game that we might need written consent from the NFL. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, the scoring drive, this sticks out to me because this is this is one that honestly is for the history books. And the only reason I say this is since 2011 until yesterday, teams were 0-711 in, in games starting the fourth quarter down by 21. Tua ends up ending the game with 469 and six scores. Nice. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill set a record for being the first two receivers on a single team with over 150 yards receiving and two touchdowns apiece. Absolute show by Miami in that fourth quarter. Yep. <laughs> and then finally, the Cardinals also came back. They were down 20 in the fourth quarter. Uh, they tie the game up 23-23. Last second uh, two-point conversion by uh, Kyler Murray. Not only that, it was 20 to nothing and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Cardinals come back, tie the game up, and they win on a forced fumble recovery. Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro dropped the ball. Uh, Byron Murphy picked it up, took it to six, ends the game 29-23 Cardinals. A wild game. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> Kyler Murray looked insane. He he mean, looked bad. To say about it. He looked bad, and then until, he looked good. Until the Call of Duty double XP weekend was over. <laughs> and then he started playing it. football. I love it. <laughs> but hey, let's let's go ahead and get our picks up on the board here, since we're in here going into the primetime games. 
Uh, Kansas City won. We do not pick on that game. Sunday right, night. Because we go live Thursday. It's kind of unfair because the game's yeah. already started. and Yeah. But, you know, Sunday night happened. Sunday night happened, and uh, two of the three of us were correct because we're intelligent. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Bug. I do love you, man, but. The Ooh. other one of us is a Bears fan. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> um, Green Bay owned this game all the way through. It was, I forget what the final score was, but th- this was all the Green Bay show. Um, right. I can tell you what a problem is for, for Chicago, though. Justin Fields needs to be throwing the ball more than 11 times in the game. That would be ideal. You know what else would be ideal, though, is if the refs gave him that touchdown when he was clearly across the plane of the goal line. I've I've been seeing memes of that all day. I mean, that would have um, been, been good for Chicago, too. <laughs> but, like, over two weeks, Justin Fields has 28 attempts. Oh, over those six. Over those same two weeks, hold on, I'm going to see this in a second. Joe Flacco has 102 pass attempts. Yeah, um, the Bills very nearly missed that field goal, but they did not. It is 10-7. But I guess that takes us to the Bills-Titans. I did take the Titans here, um, mostly because shit's crazy in football right now. Anything could happen, (laughs) and the Titans looked awful last week, but it's a new week. And they look good right now. Any given Monday, that's the saying, right? Oh, you're not, you're not, you're not lying. He tried real hard to to put that one wide. <laughs> now, also starting in, I don't know, thirteen minutes, uh, Vikings at Eagles. The Vikings are the better team, but once again, crazy week of football. Anything's possible. Any given Monday, definitely the saying. <laughs> I took the Eagles. We'll see how that goes. I mean, you say that, but the Eagles are also two and a half point favorites. I mean, I don't know why. Let's put it that way. But also, <laughs> I did pick them. So <laughs> I guess I kind of know why. All right. Let's let's push on over to our picks. Yeah. Uh, we um, the Raiders. <laughs> this is this is the first time this week we've memed ourselves. And oh, man, twice this in the last two fault. weeks. This is not our fault. <laughs> that should not have been a Cardinals win. Oh man. I but uh, it was. And it, we've unreal. already talked about it. I have not much more to add to it. Um, unreal. Wow. How, how about that egg that the Colts laid in Jacksonville once again? I, I told you guys the Colts cannot play in Jacksonville. Why did you guys take the Colts? Because it's a, like a new team, dude, and it's not. They've it's been not, doing playoffs this for, aren't on the line. They've been doing this for three years now, three or four years. Congratulations! I wasn't taking Air Force at Wyoming here. I was taking the Colts in an NFL game. It's the same concept. I'd have taken not. Wyoming in Wyoming. <laughs> you did take Wyoming in Wyoming. Fucking that! <laughs> I hate Wyoming. <laughs> and then, uh. I mean, we got to talk about the Jaguars for a second, though, because I have to ask the dumb question here. Are the Jaguars a playoff contender? I mean, they have to be in the AFC South right now. Nobody is nobody is doing anything to separate themselves. They now have a they now have a division game lead over the Colts. Right. Uh, They are one and one. The Colts are oh, one and one. I think the Texans are the year with one. I think everybody started the year with three division win lead over the Texans. So yeah, that's just standard. So this is, 
you you have to look at the Jags and say they're contenders. Now, here's the real question. Is okay. James Robinson the true RB1 out of Jacksonville? And the reason I'm asking that is 63% of offensive snaps last night for for James Robinson. That is not what you're expecting when your first-round draft pick comes back from injury in his second season. Um, I don't know. That's This is going to be one to keep an eye on, uh, especially in fantasy. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. We might be talking about some of these guys later this week. I will say that James Robinson needs to be the RB1, and ETN is a – is going to essentially fill a gadget role. Is basically exactly what Urban Meyer said. He drafted him for everybody clowned him for. There's no reason to draft a guy like that in the first round necessarily when you already have a running back. But if you can use Etienne in the slot, sometimes if you can use him as a pass catching running back out of the backfield, that opens up a lot of options. James Robinson is still going to be their leading rusher. I would say though, almost no so, matter what. And now, now here's one thing I'm going to highlight. Uh, we've had this conversation many times. I've said it a couple times on this show. Typically, Achilles injuries are death notes for running backs. There yeah, is that's based off of like 1870s technology that you're based hold on medical hold study on. off of. There is to date one exception to that. His name is James Robinson. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I think there's more than that technically, but I understand your point. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Moving on down to the Seahawks at San Francisco. Look, I'm not going to give myself the out here, but if I knew Jimmy G was going to play most of that game, I probably would have went with San Francisco. Um, Geno Smith could not handle the 49ers pass rush. Uh, The Seahawks looked like they are who we thought they were. Uh, And I hate to – Yeah. And I hate to say it, but the 49ers with Jimmy G look like the 49ers of last year. Um I feel real bad for Trey Lance, but this is this is going to be a tough one here for 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 Trey. Yeah, and I took the 49ers without also obviously without knowing that Jimmy G was going to play. As soon as Trey Lance went down though, I sent our to our group chat, oh the 49ers are going to win this game for sure. Like and, and it's true. G- well, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just uh, how it goes sometimes. Uh, but those are the games that we had highlighted to watch this week. Of course, we also had some fantasy guys to watch out for. Uh, are we... What am I two and three right now on the week? Um, no, I'm I'm yeah, two. And, I don't know. I'm two and know. two on the week. Probably probably two and two. Uh, we'll start with wide receivers though. Uh, were you definitely can L tonight? <laughs> Not your fault though. Gabe Davis had a non-contact injury on Saturday that is holding him out of this game today. Uh, you couldn't have known that when we record the episode and it made sense at the time. <laughs> so there, there but... is, there is one thing I'm going to highlight. Um, and it's kind of a, a back pat to me and I'm going to give you a high five for this too, Doug. Uh, Elijah Moore would have been a fantastic sit this week. Uh, yes. Six and a half PPR points, five PPR or five half PPR. And three and a half standard, not good. But you know who did look good on the Jets, and this was my concern for Elijah Moore is Garrett Wilson, uh, who's right. looking at a thirty-two percent target per route run. So that means about every three routes he's running, he's getting a target. I love that, and he went off yesterday. Uh, so this isn't any fault of Elijah Moore. It's just 
just Garrett I'm Wilson's sorry. Better. Yeah, it's just Garrett Wilson's looking like he's trying to take that number one position real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, which if you had listened to the BDT draft coverage, you would know that's what we all expected on this show. <laughs> I will say I have now promoted <clears throat> Garrett Wilson to my active roster in my Dynasty League. About uh, he's freaking time. He's probably going to start next week. But for running backs, you made two other picks here. I, I, <laughs> That's I all did, I could say there. <laughs> I made two other picks, and I did okay with them. These aren't great. Um, Najee had a solid game. Uh, granted, the five catches definitely help, uh, especially right. in your PPR and half PPR format. Um, did he not run the ball? Sorry, I'm looking he at did. these death. Okay. Um, he did. It was like five catches for 40 yards. Okay. And Added 13 40 on the rushes for 40 yards. I mean, the, the other one I had highlighted is Antonio Gibson. When you're starting Antonio Gibson, you're hoping for a touchdown. He got that solid call. Again, not, not stellar performance like I would argue we had last week, but these would have been solid options depending on your roster makeup. You probably should have started Najee. Yeah, at the same time, uh, Najee Harris, if you actually watch this game, looks like a terrible running back right now. Um, he doesn't know how to read the hole, so is that's there, a thing. Is there a hole? Uh, there were a couple of times there was definitely a hole, and he just cut it outside anyway. Good. That was definitely you, the wrong decision. Okay, so when, when a running back starts doing that, you know what that raises for me, a major concern that raises for me? Uh, Trent Richardson. That's what that raises. <laughs> no, I was going to say a massive lack of trust in your offensive line. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think it's a lack of smarts and a lack of football IQ. Well, so a, so when I say that, a, un- understand an overabundance of dumbassery. When I say it that way, it only indicates it. And the reason I say that is you're going to think this guy is looking for the primary hole and his gut reaction right now is to bounce it out rather than look for where the hole might be if it's not I mean, in that I, initial location. I get what you're saying. I don't want to blame the offensive line last year I don't, for no, Najee sucking this year, though. I'm, I'm not blaming the offensive line at all. This is still an issue with him. Running backs need to trust their big boys. Their big boys will take them to the promised land. It is never the big boys. Well, it is mostly never the big boys' fault. Sometimes, Sometimes it is. State. Yeah. Big boys help a lot. No, nothing would make me smile more. And I know at some point running back is going to have to break away from it, but nothing makes me smile more than when a running back is standing behind a one of it, one of his big brothers, hand on his back, holding his jersey, just following him through anywhere he goes. Like that is one of right. the greatest images I could ever see. Well, that didn't definitely didn't happen to the Steelers this weekend. So uh. <laughs> they almost pulled it out, though, man. But two and two, not bad. For your uh, fantasy forecast, last week was four and zero, but that's okay. Uh, we will... so we're si- we're six and two on the year. That's winning. We will try again later in the week. Hopefully, be a little bit more accurate this week than last than you know this past weekend. But you know, it's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> but that's all we got for the NFL. Unless you had something to throw on land here. Now let's let's jump on over to college. Okay, so. Um, I guess we should. We've started each week with uh, AP poll, how that's changed. There were no changes to the top seven. So it's still Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, team up north, Clemson, 
Oklahoma, USC. A lot of things changed after that, though, uh, including Kentucky all the way up to number eight, um, which is wild. <laughs> but Jesus. also, they beat Florida, and that inherently makes them good because they beat an SEC team. That's how that goes, right? <laughs> Supposedly, yeah. I, I swear if Miami would have beaten Texas A&M, we would be talking about a top four Miami team right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, Herm Edwards uh, got fired. This is the second coach firing of the season. Arizona State lost this weekend. Looked really bad doing it. Uh, also, they lost to a Mac school in eastern Michigan. So, yeah, uh, Herm Edwards apparently got fired on the field, which is wild. Um, yeah, dude, I've heard of getting tarmacked. I've never heard of getting end zoned. Yeah, that's that's intense. Uh, we did have another coach firing. Actually, Nebraska, in a new <laughs> Sunday tradition, has fired another coach of theirs. In, in their defense, after that performance, 100% valid. Yeah, their defensive coordinator is no longer their defensive coordinator. <laughs> uh, I think eventually they're going to clear out literally everyone. They probably, have to at this point. Probably including Mickey Joseph. Let's be real. Mickey might come back as an assistant. He's not going to be the head coach next year, though. And if um, anything, he kind of proved to me that he's not quite ready to be a head coach. I mean... Scott Frost would have kept that within one score. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not much better, but that's it. One <laughs> score. That's all I can guarantee you. Uh, two heartwarming stories before we head on into our games. Uh, first of all, Clemson defensive lineman Brian Brzee did lose his younger sister to cancer. I know that I said this is a heartwarming story. It gets better. Um, the They're playing Louisiana Tech this weekend. And every player on the Louisiana Tech team sent a handwritten letter to the Brzee family uh, sending their condolences. That is the sign of a class head coach and a class program. Absolutely. Because um, that's that's tough. Yeah, No, absolutely. Uh, that's tough all the way around. And you, you don't get better than that, especially in college football. Like That is a class program. Uh, and they deserve all of the praise that that we can give them. And especially with a star player like Brzee has turned into, that's not going to just be felt across the family. I mean, the entire Clemson organization is feeling that loss right now. Yep. I mean, the whole family gets recruited to the school, not just this one player. So that's that's a rough, rough loss. But I'm glad that Louisiana Tech handled it with class, and it, it makes the, that program look pretty good here not gonna lie. absolutely absolutely um, the other one is a lot more fun but also very nice and we have a video for you <laughs> if you know what this is then you already know it's going to be hype uh this is footage of the end of the appalachian state troy game uh but instead of the tv announcers this is Appalachian State's local radio hosts uh, for the audio. And if you know how this game ended, you will know this gets very hype very quickly. Before you hit play, <laughs> which TV station aired this? Uh, this is ESPN footage. Courtesy of ESPN. Copy. 
but the the audio is not courtesy of ESPN. It is courtesy of local radio out in North Carolina. So let's get started with this. It is it's too amazing. Oh no. That's awesome. Love that. Buffering. Beautiful. Oh no. I literally tested this right before we went live too. Kind of sad now. You can do it. The worst part is I can video. see it's buffered. Like, I can I know. see it. I think it's just my internet candle streaming and playing a video at the same time. We can try this one more time. We got to at least try. This is too good. Uh-oh, I can't hear it. Doug, I have bad news. Did, did they have no reaction? There were Can, Doug, no, there was no sound. Oh my gosh, I could hear the entire thing. I couldn't hear you telling me to stop because it was oh. so loud. Oh, yeah, this is no, going there was... terribly. All right, let's let's move on. Okay, uh, that's very bad. I'm we sorry, tried. Everyone. We tried, guys. I'm sorry. We will post this to our Twitter to get it out there. Actually, Doug, can you can you get it's on so that good. now? Um, I can't get on it right this second, but we okay. Will get we'll it out. we'll get it after the show. Oh man, that's terrible. The audio is so great. That that's gonna be um, the second time today Doug has memed himself. Damn, you're going to make me go there right now, aren't you? Yep. Uh, Ranked versus ranked matchups. (laughs) It's okay. I memed myself with all of my picks. Yeah, that's true. You went over in ranked matchups this week, so that's that's good for me. (laughs) Uh, Oregon came out of nowhere and looked really good now. There's Um, one thing I have figured out this week. BYU hates us because they have now memed us two weeks in a row. Last week, we didn't believe in them, and they won. This week, we did, and they went, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. there's nothing else to say about that. Truly, BYU is unpredictable, and so is Oregon, I guess. Yep. Um, at Texas A&M, we already kind of mentioned it briefly. Miami went in there and laid an egg, didn't even score a touchdown, which I didn't know Texas A&M was capable of scoring a touchdown, but I guess they are. I mean, Miami did. still kept it close all game. Like, that was a very good game. Yeah. Kind of close, but it never really felt within reach, you know? That's fair. If that makes sense. Uh, last game of the week, we did want to take three ranked versus ranked matchups. There weren't three at the FBS level. So we'd reach down that FCS gold mine and grab Delaware at Rhode Island Uh it seemed like a great game on paper. And at Rhode Island, I was tempted by Rhodey. Um, 
as it turns out, Delaware is way better, apparently. Yeah, and it really, was 42-21. And didn't it, even really, it wasn't even that close. It really wasn't. <laughs> it could have been 42-7. to uh, So, <laughs> okay. Delaware looking pretty good. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, not... Makes, I was going to say, there's not much more to add to it, but yeah. Well, I I, I was going to say, actually, it gives me more faith in Navy now that they only got beat by Delaware 14 to 7. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Screw Navy. In our games that we picked this week, uh, I did try to go with Georgia Southern at UAB. Hold on. Before we get into this too much, okay. I just want to sit here and highlight how dumb ESPN is. They are now running split screen on ESPN because they scheduled two games at the same time. They were, they're not now, but like, Uh, come on ESPN. They're not doing that because the other game is on ABC. It it's the same company. They really were just split screen. When I looked back, I hate you. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the bills are up 17, seven, by the way. Um, and yeah, I tried to take Georgia Southern against UAB, and I was wrong. I just had too much faith too early in Clay Helton's squad there. What a recovery by me in this week, though. Right? <laughs> half of the picks went really well for you. The front uh, half you not did, so well. <laughs> you did also take Vanderbilt. What an incredible game. Did you get to see any of this Vanderbilt? At Dude, I was, I was reffing all day. And actually, I'm going to get into that in the OU Nebraska game because I have a funny story with that. So Vanderbilt was down by multiple scores in the third quarter. They came roaring back. The theme of the week, apparently. Fourth quarter comebacks. Right? Vanderbilt looked unstoppable for a good 15 minutes of this football game when they looked awful for the first 45. So (laughs) I still think NIU's like a pretty decent team for a MAC team. I should say, but Vanderbilt does move to three and one wildly. That's a sentence I never thought I would say in my life. <laughs> so, I mean, Kansas is three, and know, like, yeah. Yeah. And college game day should have done the right thing and gone to Lawrence Duke, Kansas battle undefeateds battle <laughs> of the people, what they want battle of newly minted football schools. And then, yeah, you did take the low-hanging fruit, Oklahoma at Nebraska. Uh, anybody yeah. was trying to watch this game. For no reason. Rivalry. Um, yeah, it was so, a terrible game. So my one word on this <laughs> is ouch. Um, but I'm sitting there, and like I said, I repped four youth football games. Uh, and for those of you curious out there, yes, referees do bet on games still, just not the levels that they're reffing. It's okay that a youth football ref was reffing on college ball, I promise you. And he comes up after the game and he's talking to us about how he had um, money on the over of 63. Uh, well, 62 and a half had money on the over in this game. And one of the other refs looks at us and goes, I didn't know Nebraska could score score that much because we said it was a 63 point final. He goes, I didn't think Nebraska would score that much. And we looked at him and went, oh, bro, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> 49 14 added together that's 63 you got the over by a half point like also can we talk about how perfect of a line that was for 
right? 62 and a half and you hit 63. Like that's the first line I've heard this year in all of college football. That's been accurate. Well, yeah, we're not going or over under. I was going to say, we're not going to talk about the spread being 11 points, but you know, jeez. Uh, yeah, no, so. Mickey, Mickey Joseph's team didn't even really come out. Like they were playing with emotion. Um, yeah, they looked horrendous. Um, and that's why they don't have a defensive coordinator. Like, it's that simple. Yep. Simple as that. Easy peasy. Uh, I don't see a great path forward for Nebraska. It's going to take a couple of years of a really strong rebuild. And yep. I have no idea who they're going to hire as their head coach. But that's why I'm not an athletic director. So <laughs> so I'm, I'm moving on the year up to 13 and 11. I no. think Ben... No, you're ten and eight. I updated. Oh, the you've already updated them. Okay, mm-hmm. my bad. I'm still in the lead. Suck it. Not by much. Twelve and six is still good for the lead. I'll take it while I can. I want to highlight yeah. that we are all over five hundred. Right. That is that is an improvement over not being over five hundred, like we were in the NFL. So. <laughs> uh, just a couple of prospects that I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, I guess we'll start with the running back at UCLA, Zach Charbonnet. Going against a really tough South Alabama run defense, and those words don't sound like make sense together because I'm talking about a a Sunbelt team. Um, But South Alabama is actually returning a lot of starters on that defense. They had a great, one of the best run defenses in the conference last year, even better this year actually so far. And Charbonnet still put up close to 100 yards in total. I would say this is a good, really good performance by him. He didn't have a touchdown. That's okay. It's not really on him. The way UCLA calls plays, they have, I mean, everybody at this point has heard of Dorian Thompson-Robinson, like a multi-year starter at quarterback for them, does everything on his own. Zach Charbonnet is there to force the defense to remember that running is an option and, and not just good for the quarterback. He was good enough at doing that, that, you know, UCLA did come back and win this game. Uh, unbelievably 32, 31 UCLA over South Alabama. Hold on. Did it match the theme of the week? It did actually. It was uh, a fourth quarter UC- comeback. UCLA had to come back to beat South Alabama in basically an empty Rose bowl. <laughs> embarrassing Oof. yet again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say Zach Charbonnet looked decent. I wouldn't draft him very high. It's not like he's a first round, second round running back give, here. Give me a round prediction here. Where would you be comfortable taking him after, after this performance and what he's done so far? I'd pick him around a fifth round pick. Okay. So fringe, fringe roster guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's I like that. Fair for him. Yeah, he's better than some of the guys I've tried to pedal in the past, like uh, Jarrett Patterson or so. Hold on, I'm going to stop us real quick and just say I just saw the ambulance roll out in uh, um, in Buffalo. I, I forget their stadium name, and I feel bad. Um, I hope whoever it is. Orchard Park. There it is, Orchard Park. Um, I, I, don't, I didn't see who was down. Did you catch that, Doug? I didn't because I'm looking at Zach Charbonnet big on my screen. Okay. Whoever it is, I hope they're okay. 
definitely. Uh, defensive prospect I was looking out for, Nehemiah Pritchett. Now, Auburn played like trash against Penn State this weekend. Uh, first time any Big Ten team in history has ever gone down and played at Jordan-Harris Stadium. And Penn State committed assault. Uh, this is violent to a degree that should be criminal. Auburn is brutalized. Brian Harrison probably wishes he were fired this weekend. Hold on, this hold performance. on. I'm sorry. This is not the first time Penn State's committed assault and not had anything bad happen to him. So they should be in jail two life sentences after <laughs> this one. <laughs> sorry. I know that's really bad and I feel real bad about it, but it had to be said. I don't. Fuck Penn State. But also, uh, Auburn's defense looked like trash. And Nehemiah Pritchett didn't help all that much. I will say he wasn't targeted a ton. They did a lot of work on the ground here, but Pritchett didn't help at all on the ground. And when you're kind of probably projecting as a slot corner in the NFL, uh, you would want to see some run support as well from time to time, at least. And just not being involved in that at all is kind of concerning. He didn't have really any stats this game, a couple of tackles, but what's that really worth as a corner? Uh, if you are getting tackles, that means you probably allow to catch, and I don't like that either. So it wasn't a good game. Uh, Penn State scored a ton of points. Pritchett couldn't help the bleeding. Nobody else on that defense could either, but it didn't look good. Um, his athleticism alone will probably get him drafted still. Like, he is a big corner and a, probably going to put up some good combine scores, but we're going to have to wait a while to give any kind of round projection on this. Because this was a, this might be a game where at the end of the year we just say throw that Penn State film in the trash. Everything else maybe is a little bit better, or at least what we're hoping. So, yeah, bad, bad week for Nehemiah Pritchett. All right, so I do have an update on the Bills game here. Um, not good news. Uh, so from Tom Pelissero. Uh, the entire Bills team is on the field for Dane Jackson, whose head and neck were bent back in an awkward, violent oh. collision with a teammate. Uh, Dane, I hope you're okay, man. Uh, we're, we're we're hoping for the best for you, man. I hope you you pull out of this. Friendly fire, too. That's rough. yeah. Wow. All, All right. right. I I I know. I just severely dropped the mood uh, before. Before we get into into uh, announcing our final four or not final four, um, I do want to highlight I'm not as good as Bug at keeping an eye on the comments, uh, but Morgan Lee did leave us this earlier uh, about Tom Brady. When does he not throw a hissy fit? And the answer is simple. It's when he's winning. Um, he's not True. used to losing. Um, or when his son is kissing him on the lips. Oh, That's God. Usually... Why'd you have to bring that up? Oh. Or when he's kissing <laughs> Robert Kraft on the lips. He loves but... kissing dudes on the lips. That's what I'm saying. But but we did have an answer <laughs> for you. Uh, anyway, Doug, do we have anything for non-NFL pro news? I don't. And I did look once again. Everyone's kind of waiting their turn, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, no point in putting out big news during the NFL or during the college season you know all eyes are on the nfl and yep. uh yeah we'll see these guys in the spring but yet <laughs> but in the meantime we are very close 
very close to deciding the best stadium in all of the Power Five. And we've already narrowed it down to the final four. Or, for copyright reasons, the not final four. Uh, we need your votes on Twitter for this one in a big way. Because your determination here, who, whichever stadium you vote for, will be crowned the winner of this bracket. We will then pick between the other three for second, third, and fourth place. But the Twitter vote here is going to decide first place. So we really need you guys to show up big here. This is going to be down to USC, Alabama, Mississippi State, Ohio State. This, uh, this is the Coliseum. This is Bryant-Denny Stadium. This is Ohio Stadium. And in a shocker, made it all the way to the Final Four, <laughs> the home of the cowbell, Davis Wade. Just a that cowbell will apparently carry you places. All four of these are just pillars of college football. Now, I do mean that of Davis Wade as well. It really was an upset that brought him here, but man, what what stadiums these are! How would I don't know how we're going to decide. I'm glad I don't have to decide number one. As a college football fan, I can tell you being on the field at any one of these places would just be overwhelming um <laughs> good luck <laughs> good luck making a pick here oh dude this is this is gonna be tough I, I need all of them i need the the bulldog fans the trojan fans the football trojan fans um the tide fans and the buckeye fans to all come out big in this i want to see this this light up on our on our twitter so we're not going to give too many arguments in here. Uh, don't want to sway the Twitter vote ourselves because we'll certainly have our own debates in the next episode. But like Tug said, we really need your votes. Uh, that is going live literally right now on Twitter. Uh, like I just hit tweet on the poll as we are live. So go vote on that poll. You find it on our Twitter, twitter.com slash football. Um, and yeah, vote. That's all I got. This is, this is the last week of this bracket. Dude, we've come so far with it. I know we literally had 69 different stadiums that we started with. Nice. Cause not only did we take all the power five, which is 64 teams. We also took Houston, UCF, Cincinnati, and BYU. And Notre Dame, because they're practically Power 5 in their own right, right? And, uh, wow, what a loaded bracket it has been. (sighs) Unbelievable upsets, multiple places. I mean, I can't believe Georgia got knocked out in the first round. I can't believe, I can't believe the Big House got knocked out in the second round. I can't believe I voted against the Rose Bowl. Right? Man, there's been uh, a lot of ups and downs in this bracket. Um, but yeah, yeah, really fun, really fun conversation. And I think it's going to be a knockout, drag out fight for number two uh, and number three. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win this poll on Twitter. I, I think that's going to tell us a lot. So, I mean, I have my internal top two. I'm not going to say who they are because I don't want to sway the votes. Um, 
I would guess. I I have my opinions. I think we're going to be okay. I personally have a one, two, three, and four. Before we before we start, <laughs> yeah. Before we yep. start giving away secrets here, let's yep. let's, let's take it on out, man. What do you? Uh, any last minute comments you have? Um, most of my comments are going to be next week because I already can't wait for next week's college football action. Um, I do want to check out something real quick. So Ohio State opens up their Big Ten play, don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, home against Wisconsin. Uh, Ohio State playing at home is going to be kind of a theme. They play at home eight times this year, <laughs> which I know you hate. It, I mean, I do, but it, it works out for them. Um, and it worked out because they're not going to go travel to Arkansas State. They're not going to go travel to Toledo. Like, I get it. So the only one that would have made sense is traveling to Notre Dame, obviously. Uh, but that's a home and home series, and this was the first one of that home and home series happened to be at the shoot. So, just the way the schedule worked out, and, next and just, year will be like six and six, probably. I was gonna say, and it just worked so, out in such a way that they're playing the five home games this year. In, yeah. In so conference. what I wanted to look up is if we had any action midweek action this week. Uh, we don't really, but we do have college football games on Thursday. Uh, so as we go live Thursday, we will not only be talking about Thursday night football, we'll also be talking about West Virginia at Virginia Tech, Coastal Carolina at Georgia State, and Chattanooga at Illinois, which is be much Ooh. it sounds like if you don't know about Chattanooga this year, just watch out for that one. So three awesome college football games in addition to Thursday night football. Which do we know what that is for this week? This coming week, I guess I should say. Pittsburgh um, at Cleveland. Yeah. Ooh. I two will... crap teams. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so I'm I'm shocked right now. Mm-hmm. Rather than go to an actual halftime show, ESPN just transferred the game over. I was really confused when I just looked back and the Eagles and Vikings were on. I like this though. That's a good decision. Oh, 100 percent Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, you want right. to yeah, shout I'll out some shout links out. wrap us up? Yeah, absolutely. I'll shout out some links. Uh, so they are scrolling through the bottom. I did not forget this time. I remembered. Uh, but I will still read them out for our uh, audio listeners here. We got patreon.com slash BT football, twitter.com slash BDT football, go vote, facebook.com slash BDT football, instagram.com slash BDT underscore football, BDT football.com and mailbox at bdtfootball.com. And of course, if you found us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches, all one word. And with that, a lot of links. Yeah, it is a lot of links. <laughs> uh, but with that, that is all the time we have on the show today. Thank you for watching or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win in the trenches.